You're listening to the Ministry 127 podcast, a complimentary resource for today's spiritual leader. The purpose of Ministry 127 is to aid Christians in developing a biblical philosophy of ministry. Ministry 127 is a growing online library aimed at assisting ministry workers with Bible-based resources and is a ministry of Pastor Paul Chapel, the Lancaster Baptist Church, and West Coast Baptist College. For more information, visit ministry127.com and subscribe to the Ministry 127 podcast for more practical lessons for today's Christian worker. This lesson is entitled Developing a Public School Bible Club with Brother Larry Chapel. Larry Chapel grew up at Lancaster Baptist Church and is a graduate of West Coast Baptist College. He now serves as the senior high youth pastor at Lancaster Baptist Church and oversees the church's live streaming ministry. I've heard stated before, and maybe you have too, that our public high schools are really temples of darkness. And I, and I would agree with that. Just the philosophies that are being taught in the public high schools, um, the, uh, just the wickedness that takes place. We had our teen camp a few weeks ago, and a girl came forward, and she said that um, just a month ago she was drugged into a bathroom and raped at her public high school. Uh, and I mean, just horrible situations. And you just think of what is taught there academically, evolution, uh, safe sex. Then you think about the culture that is there. And really, it is a temple of darkness. And I'm thankful that my parents uh, put me in a Christian school. I'm thankful that we had a Christian school. And I know that's not available to everybody. But I'm thankful for the Christian heritage that I had. So when Brother Schmidt approached me and talked to me about starting some public high school ministries, I was really nervous because I'd spent zero time whatsoever at a public high school. And the thought of even going to public high school made me nervous. Um, and so he told me, hey, this is something, this is a vision that you know our pastor had. We, we had had public high school ministries before, uh, but it had been a few years. And we, when, I, when I came on in 2006, we had no public high school clubs. And uh, so I began to do a little bit of research. And uh, here's basically this session is a culmination of some things that we've learned. We've seen the Lord blessed. Since that time, we've started four public high school Bible clubs uh, and in, our, in our area, uh, one in Palmdale, uh, one uh, out, two in Palmdale, two in Lancaster is what we've got, one, one real close here. Uh, so we're thankful for what the Lord has allowed us to do with the public high school and some of the ministry. But if you're going to start a public high school, first of all, in your notes, you have to clarify your purpose and your vision. Clarify your purpose and your vision. What is it that you want to accomplish in the school? And really, you have to, first of all, you have to begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. The most important lesson I learned starting these clubs is that the Lord is going to be the one that opens the door. And prayer is the biggest factor. It is the biggest key to having successful public high school ministry. Uh, it comes down to prayer. It's, it's got to be God doing something in the hearts of principals, uh, orchestrating uh, events to come together. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But begin with prayer. Then seek counsel and prayer support from your team leader and pastor. Before you do anything, man, let's, let's cast a vision. Let's, let's tell the other youth leaders this is what we're going to do. Uh, let's talk with our counsel. Let's seek prayer from other uh, youth leaders that we work with. Then identify nearby public high schools. Identify nearby public high schools. We have, uh, we have quite a few high schools around us. And to be honest, I was talking with one of our teachers uh, a few months ago, and she said, wouldn't it be great if we had a club in every public high school? And that would be awesome. And hopefully that's where we're headed. 
Uh, but identify the schools in your area. See, uh, maybe you're a little closer to one school. We have Eastside High School. It pretty much is in our backyard. It's less than a mile away. It's real close to where I live. And really, that was, that was a no-brainer that when it came to which club we were going to start first, man, we're going to go for Eastside High School. And, and, and we began to look at the schools in, in our area. So identify the public high schools in your area. Then become familiar with the different public high school ministry opportunities, okay? We'll talk a lot today about starting up a club, but it's not just limited to that. There's different types of ministry that you can have uh, through the public high school. Um, there are opportunities to become a volunteer. I remember a few years ago there was an, uh, 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 basically a murder that took place at one of the high schools, not at the high school, but three of the very popular girls at the Eastside High School uh, were murdered, and it was a devastating time for the school. And the, the, the school decided to sponsor an event, and they called it Healing After Tragedy. And they talked about, uh, and, and they wanted people to come and really just be able to come one-on-one with the counselor and talk about the loss. So it was, it was kind of a difficult time for the school. Well, we had just been starting a relationship with some of the teachers, and they called us in, and uh, we were able to host, our youth ministry was able to host this Healing After Tragedy event. And the school gave us a sound system. They gave us a stage. They set out chairs. They gathered the school together. And we were able, basically, to preach the gospel. And, it was, and this is in California, of all places, that we were able to do this. And there's different opportunities that the Lord will open up. And we talked about how a tragedy is when bad things happen to good people. And there's no greater tragedy than when Jesus was crucified on the cross. A few of the teachers didn't like it, but, man, it was an awesome opportunity that we that we had so we're not just talking about clubs that all came because we volunteered at that school volunteered to do counseling maybe maybe there's already a club and maybe a church has started one uh swing by your your school and say hey i want to be a volunteer in this or you know i i like basketball and uh i want to just volunteer to help out with this or that and uh that'll open up some opportunities uh there there are the clubs there's volunteering there there are special days uh where you can uh organize events and rallies at the schools with students that already attend your church. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We started another program a year ago. We call it the Adopt School Program. Um, that is, uh, we're just going to be a blessing to this school. You know, no strings attached. Eastside High School, we're going to come in there every once in a while and give the teachers donuts, and they really appreciate us. And if you ever need anything, let us know. And they called us one time when they were building their high school. They wanted the use of our gym, and we've tried to have a good relationship with the school. So Identify the different opportunities. Then, uh, secondly, identify and develop key relationships. Identify and develop key relationships. If you're going to start a club, there's some key people that you have to get involved. And you have to get to know these people and interface with them. First of all, school administration. School administration. Right off the bat, if you're going to start a club, if you're going to have any form of ministry, I would go in there and introduce yourself to the principal, to the vice principal, to whoever will talk to you. And usually the principals are pretty diplomatic, and usually they're pretty nice. Even if they're not Christians or they're not saved, they'll be somewhat interested to talk to you and nice. And we, we set up meetings with school principals and let them know that you're there. Uh, they may not be uh, a, a Christian, as I said, but later on, if you've got a good relationship, you may be able to go to them and ask for something. Um, uh, so... School administration, I think of like the activities director. That's someone that you're going to want to get to know at the school because they help out with the clubs, at least the clubs that we've dealt with in the Avery, AV Unified School District. Uh, the activity director is the one who keeps charge of all the clubs. So that was an important person to get to know. 
get to know t- uh, Christian teachers and coaches. Um, we were at In and Out. This is three or four years ago. One of our clubs was started because uh, there was a basketball team came in uh, through In and Out, and my dad was there. And my dad started talking to this guy, and it was a coach, and he was a Christian. He handed my dad the business card, and we used that contact to start one of our clubs. So we'd always be on the lookout for coaches and teachers, um, and then Christian students. To start the club, you're going to need a, a student, and you're going to need a sponsor. Okay, I mean, those are the main things that you want to strive for. You got to have someone that'll take the lead on the club from a, a student standpoint because clubs have to be student run. That's how the school wants them. And honestly, it's better for the health of the club if they are student run, n- not just the one man show coming in. And it's it's not a Sunday school class, anything like that. If you've if you've not been involved in uh, ministry like this before. Uh, but you have to have a, a Christian student, and then you've got to get a teacher on board, preferably a Christian teacher, but they don't even have to be a Christian teacher. Uh, ask, well, we've had students come to us before, and they want to start a Bible club because we'll, we'll have a vision to start a club. We'll put announcements out in our bulletin. We'll start to get the word out, hey, we want to start a club at Eastside High School. If you know anyone at Eastside High School, please let us know. And people start coming in. I know a teacher, or my friend knows someone, or uh, I go there. Uh, and we start to collect all this information and, 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 and um, try to find teachers, try to find uh, the students. Important reminders here. Use discernment when approaching school faculty. Use discernment when approaching school faculty. Okay, You don't have to misrepresent yourself, but uh, you need to be very diplomatic in how you talk to them. Okay, I wouldn't go to a school teacher in our area and tell them, I'm a fundamental, independent, Baptist, King James only. Although I am all those things, they don't need to know all that stuff. And honestly, I'm going to weird them out if I say all that stuff. Uh, so be very diplomatic because you can close doors doing it wrong. Um, use discernment when approaching school faculty. Then value this contact information. Someone comes up to you and says, so-and-so is a teacher. Man, collect all that stuff and value it. Because what we're going to do is, hey, we've got a teacher at Eastside and we've got a student at Eastside. Let's, let's get the two of them together. Because a lot of times what we'll get is, Hey, I go to Eastside. Well, we don't have a teacher yet, but we have a teacher at AV High School. When you get a teacher out of school and a student at school, you know it's time to start a club. Okay, and it doesn't take too much time to do this. Value the contact information. Show appreciation for all those who offer their support. Um, just some important reminders. One of the ways uh, that we show appreciation to our teachers. This is a side note. Is uh, from time to time we've. Uh, purchased a book and given it to our teachers. Uh, we had one teacher at one of our high school clubs. She came and said, um, my principal came to me and he says I can't pass out tracks. And I told him he was wrong, you know. And uh, what do I do about it? So I'm like, okay, well, let me look into it. And I got Brother Gibbs's book, uh, uh, Keeping Christ in the Public Schools. Uh, and I looked up, lo and behold, she wasn't allowed to pass out tracks. She's a teacher. She's a school official school person. So I came back to her and I said, you know what, you can't pass out the tracks. The teens can pass them out, and that's okay. Uh, but I gave her that book, and she really appreciated that. So uh, we've brought devotionals and stuff. But show th- anyone who, who helps, maybe they can't help all the time, but sh- make sure you show them that appreciation. Then create a ministry plan. Create a ministry plan. Collect as much information as possible. We talked about that. This is school names, contact information schedule and then this is important current organizations you want to get a feel for if there's already a club going most of the schools if there's already a christian club they're going to say well there's already one you know you don't need another one even though maybe uh theologically we might be different because they will group catholics and mormon that's all a christian club them um so get a feel for what clubs are already there 
we, a few of the clubs we started from scratch, a few of the clubs we went in and said, hey, we want to start a club. And they said, well, we've already got one. So they said, well, help us, uh, you know, who, who's in charge of the club? Maybe we can offer them our support. And then we contacted that teacher and they said, oh, man, we've been, we've been trying to start a club. But we've, one teacher I can think of in particular, she said, we never had more than two at our club. Could you help us? And they welcome that help. So if they say we've already got a club, don't say, oh, man, well, let's go try another school. I would reach out and try to contact that teacher and say, is there anything that we can do uh, to help you? And a lot of times they welcome that. Teaching a Bible lesson on top of everything else they already do, well, first of all, they're really not supposed to legally, and a lot of teachers are not comfortable teaching a lesson like that. Uh, but facilitating a club is a lot of extra work. And, and just for you to say, if you open up your classroom and if you're there, you don't have to worry about anything else. We'll come in as your guest every week. Um, so... School names, contact information, current organization, schedule. Uh, then assimilate a team of both teachers and volunteers. Assimilate a team of both teachers and volunteers. Who is it that can help out with you? If there's, if there's someone on staff that can help out with, uh, we, with four clubs, basically every day of the week but one day we're in a club. So I'm thankful uh, that we have some youth staff here that helps with that. This, this past year was a little bit different um, with uh, – being diagnosed with cancer in November, I really helped with the clubs a little bit to begin with, but uh, wasn't involved in them, with them a lot. But I'm thankful they kept on going uh, while I was out because uh, we had some good youth staff in place. So put together uh, a team of people. Here, who's here's who's going to go to the club? We have, we're, we're lucky in a way, we're blessed in a way because we have the college here and uh, we have a lot of students that are willing to help and, and some of the upperclassmen that we talk with and make sure they have discernment We'll bring them. It's, I think it's important that we bring girls, too, so the girls can minister to the girls of the public high school. Um, one, the teens, they'll love it when we bring someone with a guitar and we play, play and sing with the guitar. They like that. But uh, our best club days are when we have a group of people. So put together a team, uh, and, and, and this includes your teacher and your student, and just get everyone together. Um, create a desired timeline of events and follow through with them. Create a, a desired timeline of events and follow through with them. Um, I'll tell one story. We, uh, we've been wanting to start a club at Pete Knight High School for a long time, and we had a lot of students that attended our youth ministry that were from uh, Pete Knight High School, but we couldn't find a teacher to sponsor the club. And it was really frustrating, so I did everything we talked about. I went and talked to school administration, talked to school administration. They came back with me uh, another couple days later and said that we already have a club, and uh, it's under the sponsorship of this teacher. And they gave me her name. Her name was Shavella Hutchinson, extension, uh, whatever it was, and here's her email address. So I called her uh, phone extension, left her a message. I emailed her, and I could not get a hold of her. And uh, she was our one link to the club. And I remember talking with Brother Schmidt. We were driving. He said, do you really think this club is going to happen? Because we, we talked about how we want one. And I said, I think we're close. And he said, do you really think it's going to happen? And... Um, I'm like, yeah, I really think it is. And I, I didn't want him to think I was just throwing out some happy talk, you know. I really wanted him to think that we had a legit chance of starting this club. So I remember specifically praying that the Lord would open the door uh, for me to get a hold of Miss Hutchinson. And I thought, please have her call me back, Lord, or have her email me back because she's our one shot. We can't have a club there. If the club's in her name and she's not doing anything with it, we need her help. And let please lord have her call me back so that was on friday next saturday we go door knocking in lancaster which is far away from where she teaches out in palmdale 
And the very first door I knock on, I said, hi, I'm Larry Chapel," And she says, Larry. And I'm like, I've never seen this lady in my life. And she says, hold on one second. I'll be right out. I'm like, who is this lady? And she comes back and she runs and she put on her Eastside High School teacher badge. And she's like, see? And I wasn't making the connection. And I'm like, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> and uh, she says, I'm Miss Hutchinson. She thought I tracked her down at her house to talk to her about the club. And she's like, I'm sorry, I was busy. She's like, I'm sorry I didn't get back with you. It's been it's been really a busy time. She says, I've been meaning to. I said, can we talk about the club? She says, yeah, let me uh, let me finish with breakfast. I said, okay, well, we'll uh, we're actually not out here just to see you. We're inviting people to our church. So I'll finish inviting the rest of your neighbors. Then come back. We'll talk about the club. We sat there. We, we talked about the club. And uh, the Lord really opened up some awesome doors there. But at that meeting, we already had students in her home. We said, here's what we've got. Here's the curriculum we're going to use. Here's how it works because we've done it before. Um, all we need from you is a timeline. When do you want to start? You know, And that's what it came down to. And we set a date. And, man, we launched it. And the Lord's been blessing out there at the club. Uh, have a student or a teacher submit a club constitution to the student body council, the ASB. Um, this is something, uh, if you want the one that we use, it's on Ministry 127. Uh, you'll have to search for it because I don't know exactly where it's at, but there's an article there on public high school ministry, and at the bottom there's a club constitution. Okay, So if you're serious about this and you want uh, to start a club, you have to have a club constitution. Um, that's, that's how the schools work. And most schools require a student to take the club constitution before the student body council and say, hey, we want to start a club. Here's our constitution. Here's when we're going to meet. Here's our... It's funny, these clubs... Uh, they have historians and secretaries and all these different offices of the club, and it's really good practice for uh, these teens in organizing something like that. But the student has to take it to the student body council. Um, some cases, uh, the teacher will be able to do that, so fill that out. If you've got a good teacher, a good sponsor, they know how these things work. You want to partner with a good teacher, someone who understands the politics of the school and someone who understands, hey, don't talk to this person, but talk to this person and let me go for you. And if you find some good teachers, and we've been blessed with this, uh, they'll be able to help you start a club rather quickly. But this is something you're going to have to wait for the Lord to open doors as far as this goes. Then after you've submitted the Constitution, whether it's through a student going to the student body council, and a lot of times they're shy in doing so, they don't want to do it, um, but... However you get that promoted, whether through a student or through a teacher, then it's time to promote the club. And you can, you can hash out the details forever, you know, but at some point you have to pull the trigger and just say, hey, this is our club, okay? Get teens in the habit of meeting at a certain time at a certain room, okay? The first few days, if you're going to launch a club, you may only have one, you may only have two, okay? And we've had that before. If one person shows and it's your student that you already knew was coming and the teacher, that's okay. You're going to meet as a club. Share Bible verse. Pray that more people will come. We've had that happen, and the Lord's used it to, to grow the club. Um, promote the organization. You can do this through, uh, first of all, promote it through your youth group. If you've got students in your youth ministry that go to these clubs, make sure they know about it. Um, then you can pass out flyers at school. There's bulletin boards, places at the school that allow you to pass out flyers. School announcements. This is one school that works really well because we have, right when we go in for our club, right at 2.40, they give an announcement over the PA system. Christian Club is meeting in this room. And it helps remind everyone. So that's a good thing. If you can get into the school announcement system, I would do that. As far as promoting your club, this is how to get people there. Then word of mouth um, is, is also really important. 
of course, pizza is essential. If you're going to launch a club and you don't have pizza, you're stupid, you know. Uh, I, I, we, were, we were starting a new club a couple years ago, and uh, we, we had kind of initial meeting actually at the school. It wasn't an official club meeting. We were talking with some of the, the teens that wanted to start it. And I said, okay, and on our first day, we're going to have pizza. Invite anyone that wants to come, and we'll have tons of pizza. And the one student said, um, no, because that's like we're bribing them to come. I'm like, well, no, duh. <laughs> you know, that's why, that's why we're bribing them to come. Uh, that's how it works. They, they come for the pizza. We've had, we've had days where we've had pizza. We've had in the hundreds come to our club to get a slice of pizza. And usually if they're pretty respectful, they'll stick around and listen to get a slice of pizza. You know, it's a small price for being able to captivate an audience and share the gospel with them. So word of mouth, of course, pizza. Then launch the club. Okay, Get to the point where, hey, this is our date. We've met with everyone. We've promoted it. Let's launch the club. Um, again, pizza is important then. Then evaluate the health of the public high school ministry weekly. We, we were, uh, a couple years ago, we were stepping back, and it seemed like we had gone several weeks without seeing people saved. And we had a lot of visitors come through our club. Uh, we had some... Uh, we had some great school teachers that were helping us get teens to the club, so we were really happy about that. But not a lot of not a lot of salvations. And we stepped back, and um, I was talking with one of the guys that was an intern at the time. I said, "You know what? We really haven't been given an invitation at the club, and you have to be careful what you do. And that's where you have to use discernment, wisdom, uh, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit." But this one club, we have a ton of freedom in, and. Um, I said, you know, we just not, we need to maybe not a, f- a formal invitation come forward, you know, like we're used to, but we need to give people a chance. You know, heads bowed, eyes closed. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, come talk to us. You know what? We started doing that again, and man, we're seeing teens save left and right. But it took us a moment to step back. We have our club going. We're glad we got the club. We're having good numbers, but there's no one saved, and we had to step back and evaluate the health of the club. One thing you have to do too is we have. We have people on the mission field right now because they were reached in one of our Bible clubs. Um, these, are, these are clubs that were started before I came. Brother Whitman, when he was, uh, he started some clubs uh, a while ago. Uh, friends of mine that I know that came through the Bible club and accepted Christ. So uh, the Lord works in great ways, but one of the things as you evaluate the club, look at every person and see where are they at spiritually and what's the next step they need to take. It's amazing to you. Uh, some of the teens of the club, they won't even be saved. They're not even saved. Their, their parents are Christian, their parents are Catholic, and they just wanted to get to know teens. So their next step, obviously, is salvation. Some of the teens of the Christian club, they don't even attend church. Um, so their next step would obviously be getting involved in a church. But get to know the teens, get to know their names, and figure out where the next step for them spiritually. That comes with a weekly evaluation. So then, fourthly, maintaining effective ministry through the Christian club. First of all, understand who you will be ministering to. Okay, This is our priority. As we go into a public high school four times a week, we understand that, first of all, our first target audience is the lost. We want to reach teens that don't know Christ. We want them to come. Uh, we want them to feel welcome. We want them to have a good time, to meet people, to have food. But our first audience is the lost. The next audience is the unchurched Christian. This is our next target audience. We're going to try to reach those who, who profess to know Christ, who have a, a clear gospel testimony, but don't go to church anywhere. Then, thirdly, you will be ministering, if you start a club or if you go there as a volunteer, you will be ministering uh, to the teens from within your own youth group. 
And it's very cool, teens within your youth group, to see them grow through the club and say, hey, I can't legally stand up and promote a big day that we're having at our church, but you can. And they'll, oh, but Chapel, I'm shy though. Okay, I know, but I'm going to bring you a flyer and I'm going to give you everything to do. I'm going to tell you exactly what you can say. And I want you to stand up. And sure enough, they'll do it. And it's, it's neat to see how the Lord will grow someone spiritually from within your youth group. And then, fourthly, uh, other teens from churches in your area. Uh, every week, this is weird, but I minister uh, through a public high school Bible club to someone else's teens, another youth pastor's teens. Um, and they're there, and I figure it's an opportunity that the Lord has given me. And I, I, I'm very careful not to bash their 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 church and their parents and their parents beliefs and stuff um but there's there's a way to handle these things uh one uh, i i can think of of teens that go to churches uh that speak in tongues that come to our youth group uh the last club we went to this year these teens came up to me and they're like um what about tongues I'm like uh, what about it you know they're like well we like it i'm like oh, okay what do you like it <laughs> it was so elementary the whole concept okay well, honestly, no, <laughs> and here's why. And I felt we did it in a very tactful way. You know, they were asking questions, and we weren't bashing on their church and their parents and stuff like that. But, but biblical Bible, this is the way we see it. You know, this is pretty clear to us. Why don't you ask your parents what they think about it? Ask your youth pastor what the way he thinks about it. Um, but understand that there's churches. Uh, you'll be you'll be ministering to teens from other churches. Um, allow students to come up. Uh, allow students to come up with the name of the club. This goes a little bit along the lines of um, formulating the club, but when you start meeting, give them the opportunity to name the club. Okay, uh, Let them take ownership in the club. This needs to be their club more than your club. Okay, It's, it's an exciting thing. Our church has a club now. But really, let, let the kids, let the teens take ownership. The healthiest clubs are when the teens take ownership. C, as much as possible, allow the students to create the club agenda, okay? We say, and our, and our students have picked some, I don't know, some dumb names, I guess, for, for their clubs. The one, it's not a dumb name, I guess. One club, they picked the Under God's Grace Christian Club, you know? I was thinking, like, well, we had to come up with some other names, and they're like, no, no, not that. And then, okay, whatever you want, Under God's Grace. So they called it the UGGCC, Under God's Grace Christian Club. Is there... <laughs> acronym and they, they like that but they came up with the name and then we let them really run the program we say what, what, what would you like to do and well okay we'll have a time of prayer request and uh, we'll have uh, time some of the clubs sing uh, and we can encourage them and say well hey what if what if we do this you know what if we try this and they're usually very impressionable and open to that and a lot of times they really need that when it comes to the organization but allow them to set the agenda uh, never show up to a Christian club uh Unprepared. Never show up to a Christian club unprepared. Uh, if 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 you are you are technically every week their guest, you're their guest speaker. Okay, make sure you, you're there that you have something good to say. If if you promise them something, make sure you follow through on that promise. If you promise them, hey, we can print out flyers for you, you lose ground and credibility with them if you don't come through on your promises. Um, you'll find in formulating these clubs, there's a lot of take take and give. And, hey. You know, Miss, Mr. So-and-so, your, your teacher, your sponsor, if you'll do this, um, I need, I'll do this. You know, If you'll go to the student body council, I'll print out flyers. So make sure that you never come unprepared or fall short on those, those promises. As you, took, as you teach, look for ways to create conversation. As you teach, look for ways to create conversation. 
the clubs are weird because, like I said, I've never, I never, I never went to a, a, a public high school, so I wasn't used to the camp, the the, the campus and stuff like that. But um, one thing, it's not like a Sunday school class at all. You know, the teens will get up, walk in, in, out whenever they want. It's it's a different format. It's not ever, it's not like this. You know, it's a different format. But one of the best things you can do is create conversation. Um, ask them questions. Get them talking. Get some feedback. Um, don't don't go and preach a one way message. You know, guys, if, if we're going into a club, make sure that you ask them, ask some questions. One of the clubs had an idea to um, to teach on a certain topic each week, and so they would pick a topic. And they would pick drugs, for instance. And they have two people speak on drugs. And sometimes the topics, not necessarily on drugs, but some of the topics were they had a pro and con side, you know, kind of like a debate. And they would get up. And then afterwards, they would want us to get up and give a biblical perspective. And that worked really, really well. They liked that because now they've invested in it. They've studied out drugs or whatever. And we can come in and teach how our body's God's temple, you know. So that was kind of a neat way. Make sure you create that conversation. Um, teach... Teach basic Bible truths and principles. Teach basic Bible truths and principles. And some of you say, uh, Brother Chapel, we don't even have a club yet, okay? But when you get there, and it, it can happen very quick, always make sure you're teaching the basics, okay? Uh, I remember the first club I ever taught, I taught Daniel, the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And this guy came up to me, as serious as he can be, and he was a sharp young guy. He says, is that, is that real? Is that true? I said, you've never heard that before? Here he is, and he's one of the ones that professed to be a Christian. No, I've never heard that before. I'm like, it's right here in the Bible. I, I read it to you. He's like, that's crazy. You know, he'd never heard Daniel and the lion's den. Teach basic Bible principles. Um, include relevant topics in each lesson. Um, topics that they're going to be dealing with. They're going to be dealing with family issues. These, these teens will be offered drugs on a weekly base, basis. Uh, sex is a-okay with everyone in the school, teachers and everyone. Uh, teach relevant topics. Um, don't answer questions that no one's asking. Make sure that you teach some relevant topics. Have an ice icebreaker and food at each of the club. Um, this is something help facilitate. If you can get the students to run it, that's a good thing. Uh, become familiar with the legal policies and guidelines for each school. This is where each school is a little bit differently. Different. Some schools that we go to, man, they, they've I've been going on the campus for two or three years now, and no one's ever stopped me, asked who I was, asked a question about me. Other schools, they sent me to the police station to get fingerprints before they let me on campus. Okay, so you're gonna have to fill that out. Okay, but don't if they tell you to do one thing, don't do another. Okay, um, the, one of our clubs, they want us to check in on the front desk. Well, right. Right at the same place where our club is, there's a back entrance, and I can easily just come in there. And we used to until they stopped us, and we could just come in that back entrance, and they stopped us one day and say, you're going to need to check, check in. I hate it because it takes 10, 15 minutes longer to go to the front and check in and everything, but I'm not going to jeopardize my relationship with the school. I'm going to do what they want me to do. So uh, become familiar with the legal policies and guidelines. Again, a great book for that is Brother Gibbs' book, uh, Keeping Christ in, in the Public High Schools. Avoid physical contact. Now, this sounds weird, but a lot of the students at the school, once you get to know them and once you're ministering to them, um, even the girls, I mean, they'll, they, they'll come up and they'll, hey, Larry, and they'll come and hug you. You've got to make sure that you keep that physical contact to a minimum. That, that can't be 
an often occurrence, okay? And I know sometimes it's unavoidable. <laughs> For instance, there's an usher in our church uh, this morning. This is kind of a rabbit trail. This guy wears so much cologne. And uh, it's kind of an older guy. He wears this old man cologne. And every time I see him, he wants to hug me. And he's, 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 I don't know if it's cologne. I think it might be aftershave. And his, his face just drips with it. It's a real oily aftershave. And so I was running today, and I, I caught, caught his eye. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, please, I'm just going to wave. Hopefully I can get away with the wave. It didn't work. He's like, come here. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. And gave me a big hug. And all day long, this has happened to me once before. And so since that time, I always, I always try to wave this guy. But he hugged me. And I, I feel like it's in my ear and everything. And like, I feel like I could still smell it. But anyway, some contact is unavoidable, Okay. Sometimes I've gone to this club and you don't even realize it and some girls coming up and, and they, they mean well by it, but they're, they're hugging you, you know, and you can't, got to keep that contact to a minimum, even with the guys, you know, there can't be any question, any, any questions raised about your contact. Always assume the leadership role. This is real funny. When we were really getting some progress and some momentum, momentum with our clubs, a uh, youth pastor in our town contacted me and he said, uh, Hey, we want to we want to have a meeting with all the youth pastors, all the youth pastors in the valley, and talk about our public high school strategy. Okay, I'm not interested in meeting with all the other churches, you know, for ecclesiastical purposes. But I was very interested in what their plan for these clubs were because I didn't want them messing with our clubs in a way. Okay, uh, so I talked to my dad and I said, "Can I meet with these guys to figure out what they're going to do?" Okay, and I met with them, and basically their plan was for me to invite them to teach more often. Okay, the clubs that we started, they wanted to be more a part of. And uh, we weren't really going to let that happen. I said, you know what, if you want to come, if you clear it for the school, if you jump through all the same hoops that we jump through and you want to come, I, you can come. One of the school in particular, they're right next to, the school is right next to the church where this youth pastor's from. You know, so it'd be like him having a club at Eastside we're real, real close to and we have students go to. And I thought, you know, since your students are in the club, you can come, but we organize the club with the teacher. Why don't you come? And it's amazing. None of them ever came, but one time. And the one time the guy came, he was he was a youth pastor, but he was the worst dressed person there. And he was you can tell he was trying to be cool and relate. He was wearing flip flops and shorts that were shredded, and a, 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 this you know real tight T-shirt with weird stuff on it. And I mean, all the students were even dressed better than him. And he came in there, and he was trying to be Mr. Cool with these guys. Um, don't do that. Uh, you lose respect. Uh, come in there and always assume the leadership role. We're not coming in there to be buddy-buddy. they got to know that you're an authority. And when you've got a real issue and you've got a spiritual need, they can come talk to you. But it's not just about hanging out and going bowling and stuff like that. Um, have students from within your youth group. If you have a, a student goes to your youth group that also goes to the school, have them promote youth activities. Legally, we're not allowed to stand up and say, we're having a teen open house, pizza blast, and come. I can't say that. I can't promote my church. Uh, but a teen from within our church can do that, and that's fair enough. So make sure you do that. And again, these check on the legalities for each of the individual schools because they may vary. Um, dress appropriately. That goes along with what we said about the leadership role. Make sure that you're... You're dressed appropriately. What I mean by that is don't wear shorts and stuff like that, but also don't wear a suit and tie. Uh, you're gonna, people are going to think you're an FBI agent going in there. Someone's really in trouble. You're going to attract a lot of attention. and that's You, you don't want to attract a lot of attention. Um, dress appropriately. 
Show genuine interest in school fundraisers and events that are important to the students. Here's one thing I had to work at, okay? I'm, I really want them to come to our open house. I'm, I'm very interested in promoting our events through our student. But then they get up and they talk about their events. And, you know, I'm having a hard time really caring about it. And I thought, you know, I need to really care about their... If they're having homecoming, I better care about it. You know, and I better at least know that it's happening. And if they're organizing an event... Um, we had a they had a jogathon once and they asked me will you will you be a part of a jogathon i didn't want to be a part of the jogathon at all it was early in the morning people that run just for the purpose of running are weird you know um if you're kicking a ball around or trying to get a pass you throw to you that makes sense but just to run uh they're like can you be a part of the jogathon but you know what i went ahead i did it and i went got up early and i manned this booth and passed that water and you know what it did worlds. Uh, it, it helped me so much in that club, just gain respect with the students. So show interest in their fundraisers. If possible, bring other youth workers who might be able to relate. Talked about that at the beginning. That's, I mean, bring girls. Uh, if, if there's a, a student that's graduated but they went to that school, man, that's always good to bring them in because they know the teachers and stuff like that, and they can relate to them. Take time to learn names, grades, hobbies, etc. I don't know. This is basic youth ministry, ministry stuff, but I'm so bad at learning people's names. And you can't go... Uh, we can go into our Sunday school classes at church and say, hey, brother, you know, it doesn't work at the public high schools, you know. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they haven't adapted that terminology yet, you know. I was, I was talking to Brother Skelly about that, and he says a lot of times he'll say, you know, now tell me how to spell your name again. He says, but sometimes it backfires on him because he's like, B-O-B, Bob, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but, so, man, I'm really bad at pronouncing names, but he, uh, we, were, we were talking about that. It's so vital. If you're going to have real ministry, you've got to know their names. You've got to know their hobbies, what they're interested in. Um, I, this is what it came down for me. After like two or three weeks of not learning teen's name, I went in there one day, I'm like, Okay, I had a friend with me. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get everyone's name out of them one way or another, you know. And you write it down. We wrote it down. And we, we actually worked on memorizing the, the list of names because it's, it's really valuable. Then, as the Spirit provides you, provoke teens towards spiritual growth. We talked about this a little bit. Evaluate where the teens are at spiritually and where they need to be. Where's the next step for them, spiritually speaking? What we don't want to do is just... It's not about a social gathering once a week at their school, you know. Let's let's move them along spiritually from one point to another, and and have legitimate conversations with them, and, and have real deep uh, ministry with them. Each time you speak on campus, share the gospel. We mentioned that. Then think ahead, plan for school breaks, and look ahead for future opportunities. One of the last things we do every year before we and our clubs is we tried to put a date in the kids' mind of, hey, here's when we're getting back together. Um, this is our big launch day in the fall because what you don't want to do is spend two months every year in the fall trying to start up the club. You know, if you can start it up quicker, obviously it's better. Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on developing a public school Bible club with Brother Larry Chapel. This podcast was designed to equip spiritual leaders to grow in the Word and develop a biblical philosophy of ministry for today's local church. Be sure to let a friend know about ministry127.com. Also, for Christ-honoring publications, please visit strivingtogether.com for resources that encourage spiritual growth and the local church ministry. Thank you for listening to this Ministry 127 podcast.